Welcome to the Channel 79 podcast. We are Vinceless tonight. His computer is having issues, so get well to Vince's computer. Um, tonight's going to be heavily focused on uh, fantasy football. We're three weeks away. Well, tomorrow, Thursday, um, August 17th marks the three-week period before the season starts when the Patriots raise the banner against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, in New England, obviously. Uh, today we have special guest Luke is joining us today for the fantasy football talk. So Luke, say hi to everybody. What's up? What's up? Uh, so over the last couple weeks, we've been talking. We've been trying to get into fantasy football a little bit each week, and I think everybody's heard me and Vince's sort of take on the season. Um, so I guess we'll just get right into yep. it, um, unless you have anything you want to get out of the way first. No, I'm, I'm ready to get into this. <clears throat> um, alright, uh, so just before we, just before we start, um, do you have any, do you have any sort of rules or, or points that you try to live by when you draft? You know, for instance, like, one of my rules is I try to my best avoid any players that are 31 years or older i just think that that's to me that's the magic cutoff unless you're talking about quarterback Mm -hmm. or kicker you know those are exceptions to the rule but really any position player whether it's tight end running back or wide receiver if they're 31 years old to start the season i try to avoid them um you know vince brought up last week he just doesn't like he just doesn't like to pick Steelers because he likes to pick players that he can root for on right. Sundays. Um, so, do you, so do you have any rules like that that are, you know, that you live by when you draft or is anybody open game, whoever helps your team is who yeah. you're drafting? Well, my biggest rule is never take a quarterback early. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady look can put up big numbers and look promising and everything, but... I would wait to get a quarterback later because it's so deep this year and the value you can get for a quarterback in the in like the ninth, tenth round is better than what you can get for a wide receiver or quarterback in the early rounds. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good rule. That's a pretty yeah. common rule. Um, I think that it's I think that it has changed in the last couple mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, when I first started, I mean, not obviously I haven't been playing that long, um, maybe five, six years now. It was all about the yeah. quarterback. Um, you know, the first round, the first three rounds, basically, there was probably, if you have a 12-team league, probably seven quarterbacks were in there. And now maybe Aaron Rodgers, maybe Drew Brees, uh, I mean, maybe Tom Brady fall into the third round but there's not too many people that take a quarterback in the first round or even the second round anymore yeah and i know what you're saying but i mean a lot of people like to take aaron Rodgers or tom brady but i mean if you take him second third round you can get a good solid starting wide receiver there but mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like you can get nope. like kirk cousins or stafford there in the eighth ninth tenth round and still put up big numbers yeah yeah. I'll, yep, I'm with you on that. Um, who who of the so not counting Brady, not counting Rodgers, not counting Breeze, um, 
who are sort of the guys that are like the 10th or 11th, well, maybe even earlier, maybe, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth quarterbacks taken. Who are, the, who are your favorites among those guys? You know, whether it's Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, um, yeah. you know, any of the other guys you can uh, I would, I like Kirk Cousins the best because you got Terrell Pryor there, Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson should be back this year and hopefully put up big numbers. Uh, plus, you got George Reed at tight end if he can stay healthy. And uh, I just feel like he's mm-hmm. probably the best option there late. I mean, I would say Derek Carr, but they got Marshawn Lynch and Richard, Jalen Richard in the backfield and a great offensive line. It's going to be something kind of more like the Cowboys this year. going to try to ground, ground and pound more than throw the ball. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think my my favorite of that grouping is uh, Matt Stafford, and I think that he's I think that he got better last year without Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to spread the ball versus forcing it to one guy. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how he does that. You know, if he's able to do that again, I guess is the best way to say that. Yep. Um, uh, another guy that I kind of like in that back end is Mariota. Um, he had a pretty solid year last year before getting injured. Um, of, of those of those younger guys, is there anybody like Mariota or Winston or, I mean, even, even assume, assume like Deshaun Watson gets the job or Trubisky gets the job. Is there any like young one or two year into the league type of guys that you would consider or do you like to get more of the veteran role. Um, I would like to get the more of the veteran role veteran role player, but Mariota's probably in the best spot there. You got Eric Decker, Corey Davis, Delaney Walker, and solid offensive line with two solid running backs in DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, so there's so many options for him, and he should put up big numbers this year. He has to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so so your so one rule is you don't like to draft a quarterback early. Is there are there any other rules that you you live by or uh, draft by? Another one is try to like just draft like the best player available. I guess don't try to draft for need. Say you took two wide receivers in the first two rounds, and a good wide receiver fell in the third round. You take them anyway because you could always use that depth in case someone gets hurt and. Mm-hmm stuff like that or same thing with running back wide receiver first two rounds still take whatever the best available is because you never know when you're going to need that player if someone gets hurt things mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah that's a good rule um do you do you factor in now i, I we played we've played fantasy FanDuel baseball mm-hmm. daily fantasy together and i know you like to stack there do you like to stack on the season long um, so if you're drafting, would you, you know, if you take Rodgers, do you like to have Jordy or uh, Cobb, or doesn't it matter to you that you took the quarterback? Uh, it doesn't really matter to me, but sometimes I'd like to get, like, if I have, like, a big wide bear, a big quarterback like Rodgers or Breeze, and they have someone like Jordy Nelson or Michael Thomas, like, I would like to get one of them, too, because... You know, it's like almost double points that day if you connect for two touchdowns. 
or something like that. But I'm not really gonna try to force the issue on that. But if it happens, and if I can do it, make it happen, I will try to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, any other any other rules? I, you know, one of mine is, you know, I'm not gonna touch Joe Mixon this year. I just don't like players that miss significant time the year before. And not only did he miss significant time, but he's not even coming off of an injury from the NFL level. Like, he's going to be coming off of not playing a year from college level. Um, and, and there's a lot of hype right now in the Bengals' camp about him even being day one starter. So how do you – I mean, do you look at him as a possible guy that you would draft or – or are you like me and just not going to draft him even if the value is there? Uh, if, if the value is there, for sure, I'll take him because I've heard reports that he's looking great in camp and he's doing better than Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. But the only thing that scares me about him is just that backfield is way too crowded. And I don't want to take Mixon a little bit earlier than I should or even, even if the value is right, then he's, you know, the third down guy or something like that. I'd rather... If I knew he was a clear-cut number one guy, I'd take yep. him for sure. But depending on what happens. Yeah. Depending on what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay, do you have any other rules then? No, that's about it, the first two. That's what I try to live by. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously fluid, right? If somebody's staring you in the face that falls out of your... That falls out of your rules section, you know, you might just go right. up and grab them, but, um, but yeah, those are just, you know, gen in general, the, the rules that you live by, so that's, that's good. Um, <coughs> so moving on, and moving into the draft, um, you only have yep. one league this year, right? Yep. yep. So far? Uh, I have the third pick. Um, yeah, and that, and that's yep. a keeper league, but if you were, if you were starting fresh you know if this was a redraft league and you had the first overall pick um in a ppr who would you take or doesn't it matter if it's ppr or, uh you know P who? Uh, ppr it matters a little bit but i'm still gonna take david johnson number one it would be between david johnson and Le'Veon bell but Le'Veon bell has the holdout situation going on so you don't you don't really know if when he's gonna report or mm -hmm. he might not be in football shape yet but so David Johnson seems like the safe, clear number one pick to me. Then I'd probably go Le'Veon Bell too. Then after that, it'd probably be wide receiver run until LaShawn mm -hmm. McCoy or Devontae Freeman, whoever running back you want. Yeah. Do you like? Uh, so how? So what pick? I mean, so assuming you're not going to get the first pick, uh, what? Uh, you know, who are the receivers? that go before you take a running back you know is it odell julio then a running back or odell julio i mean antonio brown i mean who, who are the receivers that would have to go before you took mccoy or okay Freeman? uh i would de definitely go at you know brown julio odell and start getting them three get a clear cut three ones i take before him but then once you start getting Later first round, you can go Mike Evans, A.J. Green, then Freeman or McCoy. But I would probably go, I'd probably take A.J. Green and Mike Evans before those two. Cause they're more solid, and I feel like their floor is a lot higher than what Devontae Freeman and 
LaShawn McCoy could be because LaShawn McCoy is getting up there in age. 30, he's almost 30, 31 years old. And they just traded Sammy Watkins away, so their uh, their offense is not as yep. explosive as it was before. I know their O line solid, but they're going to try to rely on him a lot. He has had injury history, so it's a tough call there. Yep. Yeah, he is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I I actually I actually prefer. Uh, outside of Antonio Brown, uh, I actually prefer Mike Evans over Julio and Odell. And I think the reason is not that he's any more, f- you know, freakishly gifted than somebody like Julio or has the, you know, hands and air quotes for like Odell. But I just think that with the addition of Deshaun Jackson, exactly. um, Mike Evans is going to, he's going to be open a little bit more. And if he, you know, one of the reasons Kelvin Benjamin was so good a couple years ago is because Cam Newton looked at him every play. And if you, I know it's preseason, but last week when they played, I think he had like six targets in the limited time that they played. So, I mean, he's Winston's first read. And I I like to have that at the end of the year, if he has like 120 targets, he's going to probably have at least 95 catches. And I'll take that out of a starting wide receiver and I just and not that Julio can't get that and not that Odell can't get that but he is the only guy in Tampa and like I said with Deshaun Jackson you know at least drawing one defender away I like him over those guys Um, oh I totally agree with you there because Deshaun Jackson can take the top off of a defense so that instead of having everybody in, you know, within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage, you have to play a little bit back on that because Deshaun can burn you any day, any any play, you know. And they also they got O.J. Howard, too, mm-hmm. so that should yep. They have another weapon there in the middle of the field. So there's a lot of weapons down there, and Mike, we- Mike Evans should see, you know, less coverage on defense. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think that's like v- Vincent Jackson last year just didn't do enough. Yeah, he to, was kind of old and washed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely on the his latter years. Um, so so you would take so you're taking David Johnson yep. first overall. Um, I'm I, I would take I personally would take uh, Le'Veon Bell, but I I do understand the risks of. You know, a guy having a holdout. That I don't like that look on the player. And like you said, there's it'll. You know, a lot of these guys, they want the NFL teams want their players in early to knock off the rust of not ha- having played for right. all those months. So you just can't get into game shape without getting hit. And he's not. Like, trust me, he's not out there getting hit on yeah, his own time. Right. <laughs> so. So I'm with you, but I just think that what he does, I mean, he missed three games last year, and I think he finished second in points mm-hmm. to David Johnson. So, you know, I just I, I like him a little bit more. Um, and David Johnson is almost getting to the point where he's the main mm-hmm. focus in Arizona. Uh, Le'Veon isn't the main focus in Pittsburgh. It's definitely that passing game with Tavis Bryant and Antonio Brown. So... The field just opens up a little bit nicer for Bell, and that is ultimately why I would take him over David Johnson. But I think you're flipping a coin, really. It, it, right. That's how. Yeah, close that's, I that's think what they I are. think too. But that just yeah, that's, that's what I 
you know, that holding out and, you know, that he might be rusty for the first mm-hmm. couple of games. And that kind of scares me. So you might never know, but you might get hurt there. You know, I've seen that happen a couple of times when players hold out in this camp and they're, they're not in shape where they should be and, you know, pull a hammy or pull something and their season's done, basically. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. And David Johnson is nothing but yeah. the, you know, pinnacle of health. I, I don't think he I think he got hurt yet. there, like, <laughs> last, was last year or the year before he missed. He got hurt, but it was like the late last game or second to last game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but he's been pretty much healthy. And Le'Veon's been out for suspension. He's been out for injury. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got a lot of things going on that that are kind of red flags to me. Um, So given the the prior to Zeke's suspension, Mm -hmm. he was considered one of the top three guys. Where... Where do you draft him now? Like, what round are you, would you tar- Would you say, okay, now Zeke's on the board. This is round three or round four. Do you still take him there, or is six game? Assuming the six yep. game hit stands up, I when do you draft? I would Zeke? definitely draft him if uh, the value's there and he falls. Uh, I would definitely look early third round as the earliest to take him. But if you do take him that early, even. Even a third, fourth, fifth round, you definitely have to draft Darren McFadden or Alfred Morris. You have to reach up a couple rounds just to get them as well. So, but I definitely would take them because if, if you can fill in a spot for six weeks uh, and you come back and you have a solid top running back, say like for example me, like if, I, if somehow Le'Veon slips to me at three in our draft and Zeke falls like the third round and come week eight or nine I have Le'Veon and Zeke and if I can just get by them for six weeks I should be fine mm-hmm. so uh, it's a tough call whatever you want to do on that yeah no that's that's a good point <laughs> yeah that's a good point um are you now you mentioned you mentioned Alfred Morris um are you taking are are you taking handcuffs even of the guys that aren't on? Suspension? Oh, that, that definitely matters that to matter me. To you? you definitely need to handcuff some of your starting running backs. Because for yeah, for example, like um, David Johnson, you definitely want to draft Chris Johnson because David Johnson is a beast in that system. So Chris Johnson can put up big numbers too. I'm pretty sure he did a couple games when he was there, but David Johnson didn't play. Or, I'm trying to think. Like, if you draft Spencer Ware, you better draft Kareem Hunt as well as a handcuffs. So, if you do that, you might have to reach up a round or two just so you can get that player. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't. So, I generally don't do handcuffs unless it's unless it's somebody that I would play on a flex position so exam for example the best example that i can think of is if i draft freeman i'm still probably going to draft coleman but i'm not drafting coleman necessarily because if freeman gets hurt coleman's going to be a beast i mean that's true but i'm drafting coleman because he could be he's borderline flex play whether regardless of whether or not freeman's on the field so to me i'm drafting i will draft a handcuff but i'm not going to reach up for 
the handcuff, um, even if it's on a team that, you know, if the main guy goes down, the next guy up, for, right. you know, uh, the Titans are actually an example of this. I think oh, I think Derrick Henry would be an absolute beast mm-hmm. if DeMarco Murray goes down. And if I but if I draft DeMarco Murray, I'm not necessarily getting Henry. Um but I but I think that a lot of people uh are kind of like are, are more on your side on this and they love to have that backup because they're almost drafting, you know, Arizona's mm-hmm. running backs by committee. You know, Arizona's running back production versus you know, having just David Johnson, they want David Johnson, and then they know whoever fills in for David Johnson is going to get, mm-hmm. you know, maybe eighty to ninety percent of production of right. David Johnson, which is better than most running right. backs in the league. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, do, you have to think yeah, so. Like, say you take you take David Johnson, then you don't handcuff him, and he gets hurt, and you want to pick up Chris Johnson, and you got to think, you know. Eight out of the ten guys in your league are going to try to pick up David Johnson too, as well. So like, because like our league has like the free agent budget, mm-hmm. so like everybody's bidding on that. So, so I mean, you got to think if there's eight people bidding on it, the price is going to be high on that. So you got to get to think about that too, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a very good point. Um, a lot of different. That's that's the one thing. You know, stepping outside of the, the fantasy discussion, that's one thing I like about fantasy football is there's a lot mm. of different scenarios now in how leagues are run, which can you yeah. know create more fun if you're in a couple different leagues. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's that's good. Um, so Zeke, so Zeke dropping is, um, or Zeke's suspension, six game suspension is is affecting your draft on him i think it affects everybody's draft on him right i mean you don't get a suspension um so what if it so it's six you would you would still take him early third if it's if it's four do you take him in the second round of your league you know you're you're talking about if you get bell Mm -hmm. and then you would have the third to last pick in the second round would you take um, Zeke if it was only a four-game suspension? I probably will. I think I will there because then I could uh, – because there's only four picks in between me, then I could definitely get a decent wide receiver there. But, uh, uh, yeah, I would definitely take mm-hmm. him there just because it's only four games, and that's – you can get back through four games, and I could always pick up another running back in the later rounds. Like, a lot of players like Danny Woodhead, Dio Riddick are great – PPR receivers or running backs and and mm-hmm. uh in those type of leagues so and they usually go you know six 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 seventh round so I definitely try to get one of them guys if I try to take Zeke. Yep. Definitely try to get one of them guys. Yep. Um. So another running back question since we're pretty focused on it. Um. Rookie running backs. Do you like any of them for fantasy, and which which of the th- which of the three being Fournette, um, Cook, and um, McCaffrey? Which of the three would you would you think is going to be the better a the better fantasy player, and who who do you, who would you draft first um, um, out of those I, three? I like Dalvin Cook the best. I feel like he's in the best situation. Their line's not as solid. 
but watch him in the preseason game the other day. He looks like he's going to be catching a lot of balls out of the backfield as well as running it. So I feel like he has a lot. He's going to be the main guy up there. So I feel like he has the best fantasy production this year. And after that, I like I like Leonard Fournette because I feel like he's just going to get the ball a ton as well. And their old lines again is not a solid. Mm-hmm. But he's. I feel like he he could get ten touchdowns this year easily. But that's the tough situation though with him with Blake Bortles and and a sh- sh- shitty offensive line. So, but McCaffrey's a good play too. I feel like he he yeah. could put up big numbers as well. But I feel like they're all three solid fantasy options. You just gotta get them at the right price and not overdraft them. Right. And and rookies and you know, in my right. experience, rookie running backs have been Zeke's the only really outlier from last year. Um Yeah. I don't know if that's just I mean last year Zeke wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Okay, good. Um is there any so I'm just gonna run through real quick I'll uh, run through this okay. PPR mock draft from ESPN and see if there's anybody that you disagree okay. with and we'll just do like the first couple rounds um, yeah. now Zeke's drafted fourth here so we'll skip him mm-hmm. because this was done before he was suspended um, so the first overall pick, I think you agree with this, is David Johnson. Um, the second pick, though, was Antonio Brown instead of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that. I definitely take would take Bell, Bell over Brown. Just because Bell is one of the top three running backs in the league So and in fantasy. So you get wide receivers that produce and mm-hmm. in the later rounds because wide receiver depth is is a lot in fantasy and running back depth is can be sketchy when you get towards the later rounds but I definitely would have took Bell over Brown there okay um so then it's so then it's so yeah so it goes to Brown and then Bell, and then Zeke, which we said doesn't count. Um, after that, Julio Jones is the next person taken. Do you agree that he should be the yeah, next person I, taken after I David Johnson, Antonio Brown, got, and Le'Veon Bell? He's been solid, and he's one of the top wide receivers in the game, and he puts up numbers, so I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, then it's Odell, which I don't think you have a problem with. Uh Here's where it gets interesting. Jordy Nelson is after Odell. Do you agree that he should be ahead of Mike Evans? Age or the the rest of the round. So he was Jordy Nelson was picked seventh. The rest of the rest of that round went Mike Evans, Lashawn McCoy, AJ Green, and Devontae Freeman, and then Melvin Gordon. Um, so my question is a two-parter actually. Is it was it a mistake for this person to pick Jordy Nelson ahead of those guys, and is Melvin Gordon, who was drafted last in the first round, right. uh, the, the answer first, the first round, question? You know, draft uh, choice, in your I opinion. think he made a mistake by taking Jordy Nelson that early. I would have taken AJ Green before him. AJ Green was 
the number one fantasy wide receiver last year before he got her. I had him on my team and killed my team last year. And I feel like he's going to tear it up this year, too. And I definitely, as we talked about earlier, definitely to take Mike Evans over Jordy Nelson because Mike Evans, I feel like, could have a huge year this year as well. And the second question... Melvin Gordon had a huge year last year, but you can't go off with it. You can't base fantasy in the past. But he's been, he has he's been injury prone throughout his first couple of years in the league. But I would not take him in the first round. If he fell to me like in my drafts in the second round, like late second round, I would take him there. But I would not. I would. Earliest I take him would be like middle second round. I don't. He can put up touchdowns like he did last year, but injuries could make that pick a bust. Yep. So, what I like about him, I, there's one thing I like about Melvin Gordon, and one thing I absolutely hate. The thing I like about Mel- Melvin Gordon is he is, without a doubt, the only guy in San Diego. Like, I know there's a couple guys sitting behind him, but, you know, they're not going to be a factor if he's healthy. Uh, he has fumbling issues, uh, but the thing that I really don't like about yeah, him is exactly. Philip Rivers is going to throw the ball 50 times a game. That means there's not a lot of that means there's not a lot of running because they're going to be down a lot. So that's one thing that I really don't like about him is the fact that he's on the Chargers and he's just not going to get the same number of touches as even even somebody right. like Todd Gurley who is being drafted in the you know back into the second round. Um, that's what scares me about Melvin Gordon. But having him on my team last year, yeah. I like him, but. I don't know if I like him yeah, enough to be it's like a you said though pick. he's like the only guy in so San Diego so they're going to rely on him a lot and maybe overusing him throughout this you know first 6 weeks of the year might you know with the you know constant hitting and everything you know typical NFL I don't think he's durable enough though mm-hmm. Yeah but I think but I think what you're yeah, I think what you're saying there, though, is going back to our previous mm. conversation. If you ha- if you got Bell at pick three in that in Troy's league, and Zeke's suspension stayed at six games, you wouldn't you wouldn't mind picking Melvin Gordon uh, third to last pick in the second round to fill in for six weeks. Right. If he's yeah, you know, if you assume he's going to get banged yeah, up that because felt like Zeke's that. coming well, off Bell, the bench. Number three, then I took. So that's like a, Melvin Gordon in the late second round there, and then came back around and got Zeke. That would be a nasty roster right there, along with my possible keeper I can have too. That would be a nasty. I'll I'll have to ask you that later. Later, uh, yeah. My keeper question: yep. Who I should <clears throat> keep? Okay, so. I'll have to ask you that later. <laughs> my keeper question: Who I should pick? Okay, okay, yeah, we can get into it. Um. So the second, so the second round is, and you can you can obviously we won't go pick by pick like we okay. did the first one. Just say something if there's somebody out of the order. Um, but here's how the second round unfolded: it went Michael Thomas, T. Y. Hilton, 
DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, Jordan Howard, uh, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Jay Ajayi, Fournette, Lamar uh, Miller, Gronk, Des Bryant. And then well, Alshon. I think like he won a little bit earlier there. I would have took Brandon Cooks over Des Bryant and uh, Jordan Howard. I he had a solid rookie year last year, but. With Jake Cutler gone and Alshon Jeffrey gone, and he got Glennon or Trubisky as a quarterback, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where they stack, you know, seven, eight guys in the box at all times. So I feel like he might have a hard time this year. I wouldn't take him that early, second round, but maybe third, fourth round for him. Yeah. I wouldn't take him that early, second round, if I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I feel, I feel that way. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, it, there is not outside of Marco Murray, and Lamar Miller, and maybe Todd Gurley. There's not really anybody in the second round that I particularly want on my team. I, I think it's, I think they're boomer bust players, which is always good to have. But I think when you're drafting in the second round, I want somebody who's gonna give me solid production and. I just don't see anybody on this list that is consistent, and especially, you know, Alshon Jeffrey's going to a new team, right. but With all I, mean, the I can't trust him had. to be my to be a second I don't think round he's pick. A full season in the last few years, so. <laughs> yep. Well, what kind of player would you? Are yeah, you looking so at in the second round? That's just round my then? take on that round. Um, what kind of player would you? Are you looking at in the second round? So, like I said, I would I I wouldn't mind Murray, um, and I wouldn't mind Lamar Miller, but I would rather have uh, somebody like Amari Cooper in that round, somebody who's on a team that is going to look to push push the offensive envelope, so to speak, and he's going to be a primary target of, a target of Carr. So I would rather have him or maybe a bounce back year for Hopkins, who's in the third round. Over those over those guys, I mean, even now it's a little bit interesting because Jay Cutler's a quarterback in Miami, but before he got hurt, I would have said even right. Jarvis Landry, who's again like Mike Evans, he's just a target machine, and he could come up with seven. Now yeah. he's only going to get probably sixty yards, but he could break one once in a while and get a touchdown. But I'll take on a PPR, I'll take seven right. for seventy any day of the week. You know, so. I don't know. I would rather I would rather have Amari Cooper or Hopkins over, you know, Alshon or even Gronk. Um, Fournette scares me a little bit. Ajayi could just be a second half wonder from last year. Gurley, Gurley's easily gonna be a mm. huge question mark. They say they want to throw him the ball more, which is a good thing for PPR, but can they really? And you know, Jordan Howard, like you said, I don't trust him at all. Mm. T.Y. Hilton is. T.Y. Hilton's interesting. At the end of the year, he's going to have a big number next to his name, but six of those weeks right. are going to be 30-point weeks, oh, yeah. and eight of those weeks are going to be five-point weeks. So people in the second round just aren't yeah. as consistent as the I would like. The only thing with uh, Amari Cooper, uh, he doesn't get the red zone targets as much as he should because a lot of those targets go to Michael Crabtree. And, that, and Michael Crabtree's an interesting player, too. It's the last two years with the Raiders. He's been 
he's been a solid fantasy guy. I think he might mm -hmm. even better been he might have been even better than Cooper last year because he gets the touchdowns and the red zone targets compared to Cooper. Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. That is yeah. true. He he is much more. Cooper is much more between the twenties, and um, yeah, that's that's a very valid point. Uh, so then looking at the third round, see see if there's anybody you want to talk about. Um, uh, McCaffrey's the first pick. Hopkins is the second. Then it goes Cooper, Baldwin, yeah. Keenan Allen, who I would not touch because he's very injury prone. Uh, Marshawn mm -hmm. Lynch, who, like I said earlier, he's been out a year. I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, Crowell, Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas, Sammy Watkins, uh, Jarvis Landry, like and Edelman. Doug Baldwin is there anybody is you want to talk about in that? Uh, top 10 group? wide receiver this year. I feel like uh, Yep. That's, I feel like because he gets. He, get, he can have games where he has three touchdowns, and okay. I feel like they're going to be looking for him a lot more. Plus, plus with a healthy Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's lost 20 pounds and says he's in the best shape of his life and feels great. Mm -hmm. And he he looked good the second half of last season coming off that injury he had the year before. So I feel like Doug Walton will have a good, solid year this year in a top-10 fantasy wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with yeah, you. I, I, see, I would, I would too. I would rather have Doug Baldwin, Baldwin than T.Y. Hilton. With Andrew, especially they're with Andrew Luck's injury. Players and you're, you're, you know, they're both boomer bust. If you got, go ahead. I don't know who their backup is. If it's Scott Tolzien still, I, I, if Scott Tolzien's throwing on the ball, he ain't gonna be a top ten fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think, um, right. I think that yeah, they're both boomer bust wide receivers. So if you're telling me mm -hmm. I could get the yeah, guy I like better in a, a round later, reach then for I'll a guy's definitely gonna do be that. Salt, like more solid in the second round and not not have like a, like a low floor. Like if he's gonna have a bad year, it's gonna be bad, you know. Mm hmm Exactly. Okay. Okay, so then the fourth, this is the last one we'll do. Um, okay. Ty Montgomery, Allen Robinson, the first quarterback off the board, Rodgers, Pryor, Reed, <laughs> Blow Powell, I don't even know why I said his name this early, uh, Tom Brady, Mark Ingram, Crabtree, Breeze, okay. Yeah, Woodhead. Blaufel might have Emmanuel a Sanders. big year that year, big year coming up because uh, I mean him and Forte might be splitting, but I mean they, I think they're gonna run the ball a lot because of their quarterback issues. I mean Josh McCown or Christian Hackenberg is gonna be throwing the ball for them, so I feel like they're gonna try to pound the ball more. Blaufel had a solid, had a solid, solid season last year, so you look, might look to build on that. The fourth round is a little, probably a little bit early on the though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, fourth round to me is too early for him. Uh, who do you who do you like better out of 
so Robinson and Pryor and Crabtree. Uh, I would rank them. I would go Crabtree, Pryor, then Robinson. Uh, Robinson had that huge year, what, two years ago. But uh, Blake Bortles is so inconsistent. You can't trust him. I mean, if, Ro if Robinson had a solid quarterback, I would choose him for sure. But... But I just can't trust Blake Bortles. But like, like I talked to you before, Crabtree's been solid the last two years, and he gets the red zone targets with an offense that should be one of the top five offenses in the league, even though they play in a tough division with the Broncos and Chiefs twice a year. But Pryor should definitely have a solid season as well. He had a solid season mm -hmm. last year with, you know, Cody Kessler and... Yeah, whoever else was throwing him the ball out there in Cleveland. Now he has Kirk Cousins with, you know, Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder and Josh Dawson. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I would actually rank those a little bit different, but I, th I agree with everything you said about those guys. I would actually have Pryor first, and then probably Crabtree, then Robinson. I just think that Pryor, what he did last year, proved, like you said, exactly word for word, that he can, that he can do it with anybody throwing him the ball. So what's he going to yeah, be exactly. like with somebody who, and, and in an offense that wants to throw the ball? So... That's that's why I, that's why I would put Pryor a little bit ahead of Crabtree, but I'm with you. But I would even I would even be willing to take Pryor over yeah. Edelman, who was Ed the last Edelman's pick in the third round. Different because they got Brandon Cooks so. now, so I don't know how that is going to change how Brady distributes the ball out out to like Edelman because Edelman used to be the guy basically uh, outside of Gronkowski. Yeah. Now you got Cooks. Settlement and Gronkowski, even Malcolm Mitchell or Chris Hogan as well. But I still think Edelman will have a solid season, you know, catch 80 to 90 balls. But he might have his targets reduced a little bit just because of Brandon Cooks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Is there... So not going not going further into the next round, but I just wanted to point out somebody interesting. Um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the yeah. the wide receiver type running back, and Theo Riddick was the first pick of the fifth round. Do you a you know two part question? Do you like him there, and is he a better player than? Uh, so, you know those those guys who catch passes, whether it's Woodhead or any of those sort of third down running backs. Now, is he the best one? Of yeah, those I like Theo Riddick because of Theo his situation. Is the best pass catcher. Uh, I think I'd go him then Danny Woodhead because I mean Danny Woodhead's with Flacco now. I mean I don't know how that's going to work out with the Ravens. They're not totally pass happy as compared to Detroit. So that's why I like Theo Riddick a little bit more because he's probably like the third option outside of Marvin Jones and Golden Tate there. So. Yep. 
Okay, good. Um, so is there any, not, um, <laughs> not talking about this, this draft, but is there anybody who we haven't really talked about that's going to be in the later rounds that you want to have, whether it's a rookie or somebody like, I don't know, Ebron or Tyler Eifert, who isn't going to be in the top five to six rounds, right. But it's somebody um, that you definitely want on your team. I'm definitely team looking at Jimmy Graham. At the end there, of the draft. Not really in the later rounds, but probably, you know, the sixth, seventh round in there, depending on how the draft goes. I would, I would definitely, he had a solid second half last season. And mm-hmm. and like I said, the reports are he's down 20 pounds. He's feeling the best shape of his life. And I feel like they might look for him more in the red zone. And another tight end I like is Zach Ertz, too. I mean, they got uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith there on the outside, mm-hmm. and they got solid running backs with the Garrett Blunt and Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood. So I, but I feel like with Carson Wentz in the second year, you, he'll be Selleck will be like the you know kind of like his Jason Witten, just like that safety blanket as a tight end there in the in the second year. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a Definitely two guys I look at. Yep. Uh, yeah, for me, it's for me. It's somebody you talked about, Ashley. It's Eric Decker. I think that he's coming back. You know, I think he's going to be healthy this mm-hmm. year, and he is almost like Crabtree. He is a red zone nightmare for team for teams and he's on you know that he'll play he'll play jacksonville twice he'll play indy twice uh he'll even play houston twice which they get a good pass rush but i'm not sure that they're the you know best coverage team especially in the red zone so to me decker is one of those guys that has huge upside Mm -hmm. for being a guy who's in the later rounds you know ninth ninth round and later so he's one of the guys that if i walked away from the draft and i said well, right. i got Definitely. eric decker in the 10th round and the, even like, the texans okay. they, they know, lost their I best corner the last year aj Bouye, he went to he went to the jaguars so but i don't know he might have just been more of a system a system qb more or less than an actual great mm-hmm. cover cornerback so yeah love to see how he does in jacksonville he might have just been more of a system yeah. Um. So, do what? Are you interested uh, at all? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely drafting be interested Jones, in drafting Zay Jones, but it, it would Buffalo definitely fan. be after the tenth round because rookie wide receivers usually don't have huge years. You know, mm-hmm. one or one or two a year, maybe if if that, but. I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of targets up there now. They got Jordan Matthews, Anquan Bolden, Zay Jones, and Charles Clay, and McCoy out of the backfield. So, I mean, there's a lot of targets going around there, and with a team that doesn't pass the ball as much as they should, or, or as much as league average, I should say. As much as they should, as much as league average, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have uh, no interest have whatsoever interest at all in, in John Ross. It, the if anything, would be a, the last three rounds as a flyer. I just they got 
you know, AJ Green, Bernard out of the backfield, Tyler Eifert. And I feel like he's a small guy too. He's gonna be one of them guys that's probably injury prone. He's a small guy, he's one of them speedster guys. So I feel like he might be hurt and I just don't wanna take the risk. I'd rather take a fly on somebody else. So I feel like he might be hurt and I just don't wanna take the risk. I'd rather take a fly on somebody else. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so the in pick or in round twelve of this through this draft, <clears throat> Mariota went. Is that, yeah, is that an I area where you would be fine with taking, taking the quarterback? Their, like if he's your QB number one quarterback, round twelve. Like you said, like in that division, you're playing Jacksonville and Indy twice, and mm-hmm. they got all the weapons. And they have a solid running game, which should open up the pass game. So mm-hmm. I feel like he could be a sleeper and be almost close to a top ten QB this year. Yep. <clears throat> yep. I'm with you. Uh, what's interesting is the last quote unquote starter quarterback was Kirk Cousins. He was the twelfth quarterback taken and he was taken uh, in round I would 11. definitely go Cousins. Would you rather have Cousins in round eleven or Mariota in round even 12? If it, yeah. And even if you're sitting there and you didn't take a QB yet, it wouldn't be a bad idea to go okay. that's Cousins what I, that's in the eleventh and Mariota in the twelfth, just so then you have two solid QBs there and if one of them breaks out then you're so you're set then you also, if they both have solid years, you could also try to trade one and get a solid running back or wide receiver in return. You also, if they both have solid years, you could also try to trade one and get a solid running back or wide receiver in return. Yep. Yeah, that's, those are good points. Uh, uh, is there any... What, well, who's yeah, your, who would be your favorite yet. defense this year? <laughs> but uh, I definitely would go... Without, you know, obviously you didn't do Seattle would be probably my top defense just because they've been solid the last few years and they play the Rams twice and they got Arizona's offense is pretty solid but it's not the greatest and they played San Francisco twice as well probably two of the worst offenses in the league and he still got Sherman and the Legion of Boom up there and Bobby Wagner so definitely them Jacksonville's defense might might be one that could surprise you they got they got a lot of additions there. They got Clayus Campbell and AJ Bouye, as I said, and you got Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack in their second year. So they could be a defense sleeper, sleeper defense, maybe possibly a top twelve defense in the league. They could be a defense sleeper defense, maybe possibly top twelve defense in the league. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, they do play. Yeah. Right, and that they was do a, have a decent schedule. Indy's a good Indy, offense. Tennessee and and Tennessee Houston should be a good offense this year as well. But Houston's offense usually is bottom half of the league. And Tennessee should be a good offense this year as well. Alright, I'll I'll ask you my keeper question. Alright, alright, I'm done with yeah. this, with right. this draft. And my uh, draft. So it's a 10-team PPR league. So you wanted to go through your Uh, keeper? Touchdown passes are six. And we also have, like, uh, big play bonuses if you have, like, a touchdown over 40 yards and 50 yards. And if you throw for over, like, 400 yards or 200 yards receiving and rushing, you get bonus points for that. 
Uh, so my choices would be I got Drew Brees in the eighth round, uh, Willie Sneed in the eleventh round, and Josh Dotson or Martavius Bryant in the sixteenth round. Oh boy. Well, I would have said Breeze, but like we talked about earlier, if you can get even, if you can get 80% of production of Breeze mm-hmm. by taking Kirk Cousins in the 11th round, which you might even, you might even have a better year with Kirk Cousins, um, I think you go, I think you go Martavis Bryant. It's the 16th. He, because he's not. I mean, he's probably. If he was cleared and everything, mm-hmm. he's probably right. a, t- a top eight, eighth round pick, and you're getting him in 16. I I don't I don't know how you get away from from that right, kind of definitely. value. Uh, I mean, that is know, that is value in the purest I, definition I keep, for fantasy football. Jackson, but then he got that shoulder injury about a week week or two ago, so I'm I'm not going to risk it with that, but it's definitely between Breeze and Martavius Bryant there, but but I also got to think though, because I'm probably going to take, because Vince has his role, he ain't going to take a stealer, and he has a first overall pick, so he's not going to take Le'Veon or Antonio Brown. So I'm probably going to get one of them for sure. And I don't want to have too many Steelers on the nice team. Mm-hmm. But, but Breeze in the 8th round, though, he's probably going to go 4th or 5th round. Oh, that's a good point. There's some value there. And I also could try to take another QB right after that, after the 8th round there and try to take Mariota or Cousins as a backup. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And try to trade Breeze even. Uh, now yep, that league. You can only keep him for two correct years. Correct me if I'm wrong. That league is the one where you keep him for two years. Yep. So would you have? Yeah. Is this your first yep. time keeping Breeze? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So th- so you would have him this year and next year. Yeah. So I. If I'm you waited towards Breeze there. Both times. Okay. Then I'm just going to load up on running backs and wide receivers before probably, that and possibly yeah. a tight end if it works out. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm going to go with That's not a bad strategy. I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either Breeze or Bryant. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to go with Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I don't know how it happened. That's interesting. Like, that means ben you drafted Breeze in the 8th round last year, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. I don't know how it happened. Like, it's a leak. Leak. Leak full of bones. Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's what no. you get for drafting with Steeler fans. No, it's a fun league. It's going to be fun next week. We're going we're gonna to do the draft and watch so. uh, Mayweather beat McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Mayweather no. beat McGregor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that yeah, one. Same I thought you said Troy, like, Troy McGregor. Like, I was, I've been talking to, I've been talking to Vince way too yeah, long. That's all he talks about is McGregor Seems winning. Like, Yeah, I don't know. Seems like it. Yeah, I don't know. They might. They might all three be in a love triangle. Um. Vandal. Yeah. So. Vandal that's football. Or redraft leagues. Do you want to run through Fanduel or? Oh, I'm, I'm good what's there. Up? You wanna... I don't. I'm not yeah, fan, big Fanduel into Fanduel football. football. I haven't got into it. I just get pissed off at it a lot because. Do you think you have a good lineup? Then they. You play against somebody and they start nope. some bomb and he gets like two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, yeah I'm getting more like. I'm with you. I mean, I like football, but I do. It is a very frustrating. Football might be a little bit different. I understand baseball a lot better than I do football. I know that. <laughs> yeah, my my team's yeah. actually just well. I know that too from the last couple now, beatings you've given me. Thanks to Goldschmidt and Bogarts at home. So that was a decent, yeah, that was a decent show. All right, cool. Well, yeah. thanks for. Thanks for jumping in and yeah, being on this week's episode. Now that you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see if it goes through, but yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, I guess that's the that's the end of this episode, and we'll yeah, try to get Vic's computer fixed fun, next fun week, and we'll talk to McGregor and Mayweather next week. So say bye, Luke. Yep. <laughs> All right, see ya.